1: Not just words, not just an experience, when it really happens to me, I come under the influence of God and there will be a change in my life. Now, I'll never be perfect, but there will be a change. And so the Bible warns us in Matthew 7, also Mark chapter 4, that a lot of people on judgment day are going to say to God, I'm ready to come in. You know me, don't you? I did a lot of good things. And the Bible says in Matthew 7, Jesus says to him, um... I don't know who you are. You can't come into here. In fact, depart from me forever.
0: What? The brain is an amazingly powerful organ. Doctors say that it's even able to make you believe something about yourself that's not true. People believe that they have diseases they don't have and never did. Some are able to be absolutely sure that they did things or had things happen to them that never occurred. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the danger of a similar trickery happening in the spiritual realm and how to avoid this self-deception. You'll find out how you can know for sure that you're saved and that you're a Christ follower for real, without a shadow of a doubt. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter 19 as he continues his message under his influence, the Holy Spirit.
1: Lord, let us hear your lessons so we're driving, and let's just pick a state, North Carolina. We're driving to North Carolina. We're kind of getting hungry, and we're getting near a town up the way we don't know where to go. So right in the car, I just bring this up and I can see what the weather is right now. I can go to USA Today, do all kinds of stuff. I can see if there's a bank nearby. If I just want coffee where that is, how about a restaurant, gas station, hospitals? If it's at night, is there a hotel nearby? So let's just say I'm hungry. I can pop on restaurants and it'll say, do you want to find restaurants right where you're near? Or are you looking for something tonight? No, right where I'm near. And so I push on it and it rips out instantly a list All these restaurants within like five miles of where I am. And it doesn't only do that. It lists them by category. And then it says, this is a four-star one. People really like this one. And I can read what people read about the restaurant. And here's how expensive it is. And here's what they serve. Well, let's say I pick the one, Joe's Hamburger Place. Best hamburgers full of grease in the world. I really wanted a hamburger. So I push on Joe's Hamburger Place. The next screen that comes up shows me where I'm at with a GPS system and it gives me exact directions how to get to Joe's Hamburger Place. Step by step. That's amazing, isn't it? All over the world instantly. I was thinking the other morning, God woke me up early. There's got to be a spiritual application to that somewhere. So I called Brett and got our Team together that's very creative. This is called the Holy Spirit in me. When the Holy Spirit comes in me, what does He want to do in my life? He wants to assure me, He wants to teach me, He wants to remind me, He wants to enlighten me, comfort me, guide me, help me pray, and He wants to empower me. Look at all those icons, they fit perfectly. That's what we're going to learn today. And by the way, I don't have to wonder where the Holy Spirit is because He's where. He's in me. A guy came at the service. He says, I really like that. Can I actually develop an application for you for the iPhone? And we'll just put it out there for free all over the world. Hallelujah. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. All right. Now, so we're going to learn today how this works in your life, in my life. Now, first thing you have to understand is this. When I punched restaurant in and it said Joe's hamburger place and it gave me the directions. That's a machine. That's a computer. I trusted it. I'm going to take that direction. When I ask the Holy Spirit one of these things, he's not a machine. He's God. And like I trust my GPS, I must learn to trust the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, the only way you can do that is to have relationship with him. See, you don't trust somebody unless you get to really know them. And most Christians today are clueless that the Holy Spirit lives inside them. They don't know why he's there. He came at salvation. Everybody that's a Christian has to have the Holy Spirit. But what in the world is he doing there? And we don't understand how he talks to us, how he impresses things in our life. So we're going to learn that today. So once I trust the Holy Spirit, I'll see all these abilities of God that he wants to do in my life. Now remember, he's not an application on my iPhone. He's a person that's living in my heart. In fact, he's more than a person. He's God, the Holy Spirit. Well, let's take these eight and unwrap them. Number one, turning your Bibles, if you will, to 1 John chapter 5, right near the back of the Bible, 1 John chapter 5, almost to the book of Revelation. And the first thing you want to write today, when the Holy Spirit lives in me, he wants to assure me. So he assures me. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what do you mean by that? You know, here's how that works. 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. When you become a Christian, well, by Monday or Tuesday, here's what will happen, I'll guarantee you. You'll get home, and you're excited, your sins are forgiven, you get a brand new start, nobody can offer you that but God. And then something's going to come in your mind. Remember we told you battle's in the mind. Here's what's going to come in your mind. Nothing happened to you. You're the same person you were today. What are you kidding? me? That was religious to you. That was nothing but emotion. What kind of a shell game did they play with you? You're not any different now. You're not going to heaven. There's no way you're going to heaven. You're the same exact person. Nothing took place in your life. Now, who's saying that to me? Satan. Satan. Now, you have to understand that Satan only lies. That's his nature. So he hated when I came out from under his influence. So he wants to make me really unsure that anything can happen. But see, God knew that. And he wrote in his Bible this great verse that gives me a surety. Look at it. 1 John 5, 13. John says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. To believers. So that you may, what? Know that you have eternal life. That's amazing. I can know that I'm saved. How important is that? There is nothing more important. When you lay your head on the pillow tonight, if something happens to you tonight and you're a Christian, you know what the worst thing's gonna happen? You're gonna die, and the next second you'll be in heaven forever. That's as bad as it gets. I know that. Not because of me, but because God says, I can know, I'm assured that I'm a Christian. Well, who is the one that assures me? you look at this verse. It's in the book of Romans. I'll read it to you. The Spirit, now wait a minute. The Spirit, now where does the Spirit live? He lives inside you. The Spirit testifies with our spirit, it's not something you can write. You're more real spiritually than you are physically. Because your spirit's going to last forever. So the spirit, the Holy Spirit inside me says, Balmer, something did happen. You're saved. In fact, you can be so assured of your salvation, I'm going to give you another name. You are a child of God. Do you know that you're a child of God? That's amazing. You were brought into his family. So one of the major things that the Holy Spirit does, especially when we're new, we know that we didn't get saved by feelings and we don't stay saved by feelings. We have to have fact. And I just read you from the Bible, 1 John, that you can know you're saved and the Holy Spirit comes in and says, you are saved. You're going to heaven. You're going to have eternal life now and you're going to have eternal life forever. Now, what if you're here and you're still unsure? Well, typically that happens because of this, that the Holy Spirit is trying to say to you, mm, mm, you're not really saved. Pastor, you're confusing me. No, watch this. See, when I become a believer, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, all things are passed away and all things become new. So when I become a believer, a real believer not just words, not just an experience, when it really happens to me, I come under the influence of God and there will be a change in my life. Now, I'll never be perfect, but there will be a change. And so the Bible warns us in Matthew 7, also Mark chapter 4, that a lot of people on judgment day are going to say to God, I'm ready to come in. You know me, don't you? I did a lot of good things. And the Bible says in Matthew 7, Jesus says to them, um, I don't know who you are. You can't come into here. In fact, depart from me forever. What? So let me just say this to you. The Bible says in Matthew 3, prove your salvation, prove you really repented by works of righteousness. In other words, do good things after you're saved. We're never saved by doing good works. It actually uses the word prove. Let me read it. Prove by the way you live that you've repented of your sins. There's all kinds of ways that you can play a mind game with God. Well, I came to the altar and it was a Billy Graham crusade. I mean, man, he can do it, can he? Well, was there any change? Well, not really. And those of you that are dating, high school kids, college kids, older people, you're dating. Here's what I discover. Be very careful. Anytime you begin dating a person and they're really not a believer, but they become a believer. They become a believer because they want to marry you. And after the marriage, you discover there's no change in their life. Oh, they said the right things and all the kind of things. They're really wonderful. You went down the aisle. You got married in the church. Pastor married. You went through premarital. Did all this stuff. And then you discover that they may have been deceived themselves. They never really accepted Jesus Christ. And the next thing that happens to you is divorce. Why? Because there wasn't a real change in their life. Be careful. That's why you never date an unbeliever. But be careful that you date a believer that is really a believer. Now, Pastor Mark, how do I know? Well, let me just say this. If while I'm talking to you, you're going, hmm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I went through all the things, I went through the class, I did the whole deal. But there's never really been a change. And I'm kind of doing my own thing, I never came really under God. Then I would say this to you kindly. You better really get converted. You better really get saved. Because probably you're not saved. And you say, Pastor Mark, that's a pretty harsh thing to say. Let me tell you how I look at it. Because I said it in love. I'd rather you know that you're not saved and change than find out when you face Jesus and Jesus says, It's too late. I can't tell if you are or not. But once you are, you will know. Because the Spirit will say, "Well, bomber, you're not perfect, but I live in you. Number two, not only does the Holy Spirit assure us, number two, he teaches us. Turn to John 14, 26. He teaches me. He teaches me. John 14, 26. Do you know that the author of the Bible... He lives in you. The author of the Bible, the spirit of truth. Now notice what Jesus says. John fourteen twenty six. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, he's talking about what's going to happen, whom the Father will send in my name, notice, will teach you all things. I need a teacher for life. 2 Timothy 3.16, you know it. All scripture is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training and righteousness. You see, God gave us the Bible to show us how to live. That's why we teach the Word of God. So that you and I can know. And the author of this Bible lives in you. He's the one. Do you know who's teaching you? You say, that's a guy in that blue shirt. No. I mean, I'm mouthing the words. I'm the agent. But the person that's teaching you is the Holy Spirit. By the way, you need to know something. He's the Spirit of truth. He doesn't lie. And as long as I'm teaching this, I don't lie. You can trust me. Now, if I get outside of this, quit listening to what I say. Because it isn't truth. This is what's true. Now, Here's a verse that I use a lot in Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. This is how we do life. You don't know how to do it without God. You have to be in the word. It's a light. It's a lamp. Next, not only does the Holy Spirit assure me and teach me, but he reminds me. How many are old enough now to understand what that means? As you get older, you really appreciate that fact. Did you forget what I just said? He reminds us. We're in that same verse. You're right there. Look at the end of verse 26. He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Look at this verse, Jesus had said these things to his disciples. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he said. Who brought that back to them? Holy Spirit. And then they believed the Scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. See, God wants to bring back to our memory verses and biblical truths when we need them. Some of you have great memories, but sometimes we just need a little help. And the Holy Spirit, kindly let me say this, the Holy Spirit is... spiritual ginkgo for all of us. He enhances our memory. Now, let me read this verse, Mark 13. Now, whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, Jesus says this, don't worry beforehand what you're going to say. Just say whatever is given to you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. You see, the Bible tells us to always be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within us. The Holy Spirit is the best and fastest search engine of the Bible. He knows where all the verses are. He's all-knowing. You know this has happened to you. You're out and you're at a lunch or your school or in a classroom or wherever, and somebody who's kind of searching for God comes up and asks you a question. And you know the verse you want to use. But you can't think of it. Anybody been there? You're Well, you got to get an iPhone. You can just put it in search for it and come right up. No. What you do is say, God, bring the verse back to me, would you? Now, here's a little clunker for you. He'll remind me of everything that he taught me. (laughs) If you never read the Bible... There's nothing to bring back to your memory. <laughs> that was intelligent, wasn't it? <laughs> I can't remember it. When's the last time you read the Bible? Uh, In the <laughs> That's a joke, but... So, all of a sudden, the Spirit brings the verse back to your memory. Amazing. You've also had this happen. You're reading your devotions and... Good things are happening, and you go on to work. And somebody at work who's a Christian or whatever, they ask you about a particular verse, and they say, can you, can you explain that to me? I kind of read it, and I don't really understand what that means. And lo and behold, the verse you read this morning is the exact verse they ask about. And so when they ask you, you go, well, certainly I can give you an understanding of that verse. I've known it all along. And you spew out this huge thing and they go, wow, you really don't know the word, don't you? Don't do that. Here's what I've learned to do. I say to them this, you know, John or Susie, if you had asked me yesterday, I'd have the answer for you. I'd have to go look it up. I could find it, but I wouldn't have the answer for you. But I want to show you how much God loves you. This morning in my devotions, that's what I read. That's what I studied. And the reason I can share it with you has nothing to do with me. It's because God cares for you and he loves you. Now, who brought that verse back to you? The Holy Spirit that's living in you. He's there. He's going, say this, say this, say this. And we're going, I can't think of anything. We just totally ignore the Spirit. Next. Next turn to john 12:16 you're close by he enlightens me he enlightens me in other words he illuminates brings alive the word of god john 12:16 at first his disciples did not understand all this at first Only after Jesus was glorified, when he went back to heaven, did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Like the disciples who didn't get Jesus' prediction about his death and resurrection until after it happened, sometimes we simply don't understand a verse or a passage. But remember, in time... God will give us the understanding. Remember that before we became Christ followers, we didn't understand the Bible at all. And those of you that are here that really don't have the Holy Spirit living in you, you can understand the words we just read in John 12, 16. But there's no spiritual meaning to you. That's because your spirit is still dead. It has never come alive. Now, it's not because you don't want to. It's because you can't. But once the Holy Spirit lives in us... He begins to illuminate the word and he helps us to understand it. This illumination brings the eyes of faith in me alive so that I can step out and obey God. And very often this illumination is that which shows me that this life is very short And I need to keep my eyes on what life is really all about. So why do we teach the Word? Why do we read the Word? Because I want to be a person of faith. The Holy Spirit wants to use me. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, I told you, gave you a little hint. The other morning I got up early. I think it was Friday. That's when my great creativity came up with the iPhone idea. Is that right? Are you like waiting for the lightning to strike me and there's nobody here anymore? It's not going to happen because God knows I'm joking with you. Who gave me the illustration of the iPhone? The Holy Spirit. Why? So that the Word would come alive to you. See, who is the teacher here? Not me. It's the Holy Spirit. You're saying, Pastor Mark, are you kidding me? The Holy Spirit that lives in me can do and wants to do all those things and many more. Amen. But we live without it. We ignore him. He's not even anywhere around. We're not under his influence. We're under our own. And we fall so short. And listen, we simply go through religious motion. There's seven billion people in the world. A majority of them don't know Christ. Why in the world are we going through the motions?
0: Pastor Mark taught today about the power of thought. You were reminded that the Bible talks about the relationship of godly thinking to godly behavior. You also heard about the danger of trying to go it alone as a lone ranger type Christ follower. Pastor Mark warned you that trying to live a life disconnected from other believers will only stunt or kill your development as a Christian. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will finish his teaching under his influence, the Holy Spirit. He'll be talking about the need for you as a Christ follower to tap into the power to overcome sin that God's made available to you. You'll learn about the tricks and deceptions that the devil uses to get you to trip up in your Christian walk how you can sidestep those and go on living for God. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series called Under His Influence. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry